Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy Nerve Friday. Um, we are joined again, uh, wrapping up the week, uh, Lee Hutchinson from the filibuster podcast. Hey Lee. Hey, how you doing guys? It's been a, a great pleasure to be with you this week. It's been, been so much fun. Yes. It's been a great, these are great minutes. Oh yeah. Like I, when I got them the first time I was like, awesome. I, yeah. you know, I lucked out not kind of just getting maybe something kind of the enterprises warping around. I got some pretty juicy stuff. So yes. yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, so yeah, so we are on to what uh, a juicy minute ninety three. Uh, minute ninety three starts with Spock checking a console in the engine room, and ends a minute later with Kirk desperately checking the display uh, of the Genesis wave. So um, yeah, this is it. Spock's in the engine room, uh, checking his console, and then starting to head head over to the. What is the name? Does anybody know what the, the, the does that room have a name? I, <laughs> I think we're all bad trekkies here i would Speak i want to yourself yeah. <laughs> i don't I wanna, think anyone that does a one minute at a time star trek um, <laughs> podcast can ever call themselves a bad trekkie i think you've gone above and beyond um i want to say it's the dilithium crystals maybe 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 that's why he's going in there and there's radiation yeah but do, no, i just do you know what the name of the room is i i don't i'll so. research we call it the radiation room for now. Yeah, the radiation room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we get this. Uh, um, what a great, you know, when you think about it, what a great pairing. Ooh, this I've got an answer. Oh, yeah. What is it? It's the reactor room. Ooh. The reactor room was the location within the main engineering of the Constitution class refit where the ship's the lithium crystals, good pool, were contained. Hey. And also where the crystals connect to the anti-matter antimatter reaction that was created that creates the condition necessary for warp drive. Whose purpose was to use the dilithium crystals and point for the engineers to control the power distribution network related to the ship's warp drive. There you go. And you were just saying that all out of memory, right, Lee? Yeah, no thanks to yeah, I'm the brains behind memory alpha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I was close. I did say the dilithium crystals. Exactly. Good pool. There you go. Um, but yeah, I was saying the, you know, this, this pairing, this moment here of, of McCoy now, you know, blocking Spock's way, um, they could have, you could see how this, they, they could have done the scene without McCoy, right? It could have just been Scotty doing this. Um, but I think it's meaningful or in, in, do, do you think it's intentional that it's McCoy? In, in what way? What do you, what do you mean? In that, you know, McCoy and Spock have had this relationship. Uh, we yeah. know this contentious relationship, but this, res- you know, respect, this, you know, brotherly love, you know, but it's definitely unspoken, but we all know it's there. And uh, I think, I don't know, I, to me, uh, I think they could have gone a different way and just had some other, you know, had Scotty do it. And I don't think it would have, well, yeah, we've always had the weight and the meaning. Yeah, we've, we've always talked about that it's always been the three of them. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. I'll go, I'll go with that. Yeah. All right. And I, and I think just the two lines, these first two lines of McCoy, <laughs> like, are you out of your Vulcan mind? Right. That puts a smile on my face and it makes me chuckle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then Spock's response of, you know, as you're so fond of observing, I am not human. It's just, it's like, 
I, I feel like yeah, Spock's response is better. Is sure. As you're fond of, of observing, Doctor, I'm not human. You always have to have one last dance before yeah. the, the inevitable. Thank you. That's a that's a fantastic way of putting it. One last dance because I think those two lines like really summarize in a way their entire relationship right this this is it's that call and response of you know mccoy's you know almost insults uh to you know spock calling him out on it and 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 it's just i don't know i love it i love these two lines it's never been the same for me i think i was listening to a, a podcast we hate movies where they were talking i think it was the final frontier and they were like with, with mccoy like as, as he gets older he comes across as more racist when he goes are you out of your vulcan minds and it just <laughs> it comes across as just this like southern racist just like this out of your vulcan mind and just it's so hard not to watch some of these lines now we're thinking oh it does really come across a little bit racist as, <laughs> racism and stuff so that podcast ruined that relationship for me Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still good. I, nothing can ever break that love I've got for them. But I think, like, I think the big thing, like, kind of the controversy, really, of this kind of this ep- this uh, minute is the the remember that it's so clearly kind of put in there that you know, obviously, Leonard Nimoy got a. Uh, cold feet about leaving star trek he had such a great time working on two and you know the idea of being dead wasn't so appealing and this is the kind of the, that kind of precursor to that where we see at the end the the nicely wrestled torpedo tube and this little change as well with the remember that it keeps things open as opposed to giving it a finality it's it's already kind of slightly undermining the death i think and kind of going against nicholas meyer's ultimate vision yeah, well, I think I remember seeing on the behind the scenes or the commentary where one of the producers had come across, come to Nimoy and said, this is what we're thinking. You know, we know you want, you know, this might be your last hurrah, but we want to leave things open. And I know that uh, William Shatner was none too happy that they did this without letting him know. That's like classic this, Shatner, isn't it? It is, Yes. Which which part, Dave? Is it the part that the remember scene, or yes, just... it's that, that remember, like that that one little, you know, insert into the movie, like caused a lot of pain between I think between Nimoy and Shatner. That's what I remember seeing on the. It was like one of the the behind the scenes things on I think it was the Blu-ray. No, I don't. I don't have. I I, I, I like the I like the remember. I I don't have. Um, I, I totally agree with you guys that it's it, it does you know. It, it undermines a little bit, but I, but it can be, it's, it's so ambiguous. You know, you could, you could take it many right. ways. I think knowing what we all know of, you know, the, the, the series, um, it, it becomes a lot more obvious, but um, if, you know, if you had your first time viewer hat on, yeah. um, you know, it's like, Oh, that's a, and remember, it's like, Oh no, is he, you know, say goodbye. Is it, you know, you, yeah. you definitely, my head definitely goes there. I would say, and not to jump ahead, uh, the, the ending of the film is what really, takes takes away from me that's that's the moment where you know they the, um again i really shouldn't be jumping ahead but you know that the uh torpedo on the planet yeah you know, that one was like oh you didn't need to do that you could have just left it at remember if you just even if you just left remember in there and didn't have that ending the, the last you know three seconds or so I suppose right. that's kind of like that when nicholas meyer had nothing to do with that and you know right. i always loved if like obviously the director's cut came out in blu-ray this year if that scene was just chopped off altogether yeah just, that's the proper, proper director's cut that I always think of the, the great line that we're already kind of sowing the seeds here that Spock 
you know, something will come up, something, you, you know, there's, there's wriggle room. And I always love that quote from Nick Meyer where he turned down Star Trek three goes, um, I, it was, I can't do, I, I can do death, but I can't do resurrection. So that's why he wanted nothing to do with it. It's almost like, um, you know, he gets to have the great stuff. He gets to do the death scene. And while he comes back for four, he lets them do the awkward work. The, you know, whatever you think of Star Trek three, it's, it's, it's good, but there's, issues with it it's kind of clunky so they get to have to deal with that and he gets to come back at the other end going well he's brought back now i can play with him but i'm not going to be the one that does resurrection right yeah Uh, going going back to the remember and then obviously skipping forward like you said chris about how you know later you know becomes apparent what that is and i'm gonna skip ahead also and i there's part of me i'm 50 50 on this i love that it's mccoy and not Kirk. Yes. But then, but then I'm par- partially like, ugh, it's McCoy and not Kirk. No, it's. I think it's perfect this way. Yeah. I think it's. I think. I think. It, uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, this movie is so great, guys. It, it is. You're right. We're gonna. <laughs> um, well, I think it obviously makes. I mean, we're gonna get. You know, a few minutes. We're gonna see what happens, and we're gonna have the waterworks. You know, going off, and um, but. In that moment, yes, it makes it like, oh wow, like that's much more powerful the way they sort of did it. And yeah, I think it would take away from the emotional. I think it would take some of the emotions away if, if Kirk, if if this, if the remember it happened with Kirk. In some ways, the, the Kirk's grief wouldn't necessarily have, you, know, you wouldn't have bought it, or he might not have felt it as much, you know, because it might be it might be something in the back of his head. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> I think it builds up that that it's like it's brilliant because it doesn't play the hand too early that if you have like Kirk down there or Kirk kind of preempting this is that's going to happen it takes away from the impact of you know we all remember that line you might want to come down here um, and Kirk coming down to see Spock at such a low low moment and I think that packs more of an impact than if you had Kirk be in that kind of the bones role, you know, don't play your cards right. too early. Just keep it building. You've got the tension building with the ticking time bomb. You've got Spock, you know, potentially sacrificing himself. You've got Kirk on the bridge trying to make sure the enterprise is out of danger. There's enough things that are going on to keep ramping up the tension as opposed to kind of simmering it down to you've got the ticking time bomb and you've got the crew in the, um, the engine room. It, it, dilutes it just it keeps cranking up cranking up and that makes yeah. it more powerful when it happens yeah yeah, yeah i agree i agree i agree yeah. okay. like i said i'm getting all riled thinking about it um i will I, you know as we're going through and uh i will say it didn't take a lot for uh spock to uh fool mccoy there hey what's down that hall over there what <laughs> you've got some mustard on your jersey what oh it's, it's yeah easy done <laughs> I, I did a little. I did a little bit of research on this. I could have sworn. Uh, my note. My note was to myself: How many times has Spock done this to McCoy? Because I could have sworn this has happened more than once, where he's got. <laughs> but I couldn't find. I, I I didn't look super hard, and uh, but I couldn't find any uh, notes where he had uh, done the nerve the nerve pinch on McCoy in the past. But doesn't it seem like something he would have done to him all the time? Is you know, that could have been a uh, oh, totally a joke. <laughs> I think with the Southern whiskey that McCoy was having, I don't think he needed to do much to get him to be unconscious by the end of a night. (laughs) 
One thing I think is brilliant here again with the the scores continuing the the Genesis countdown theme from Horner. It's a, a good seven minutes. Is the moment where, as again, it's kind of something I've said all kind of week. The score tells you what's happening. It doesn't preempt anything. And it's that moment where Spock he's putting on the gloves the doors opening and spinning around and then it kind of becomes a heroic theme whereas it's been kind of all about the tension between the two ships and who's having the advantage it then becomes a moment where it breaks into Spock's being a hero and it's a brilliant sore of the score when he does it he gets his his hero shot and hero moment yeah that's your the hero shot are you talking about when he stands with his back to the door and the door turns yeah. around yes. So yes the score soars as well there that the score really whenever we get to see kind of Spock in kind of coming minutes is going to be a bit more somber um, but this gives him that hero moment and it's not one of those things it's not where it's like the score is not pitying him it's not saying oh this is a sad moment here it's like what a hero he's going to save the ship and you're, you almost are kind of cheering him on as he goes to do it that yeah go on go save the ship Spock and it's it's a brilliant way that it does that you don't when you're watching this film I don't think I've ever thought when he's opened that door going oh no Spock don't do that yeah. I was like oh Spock what a hero and I think that's part of the score whereas if it was in a twisted to be like oh Spock don't go but then your ship would be destroyed so the score is very clever in what Horner is doing there you're right. It's you're absolutely right. That's it's brilliant. Yeah, because and I'm trying to as we're talking about it. I'm trying to. You know, I wish I could remember. You know, remember. In, in my first time viewing. Uh, remember, <laughs> um, the first time I saw it because at this point, you know, first time viewer. At this point, you don't necessarily know that that you know where things are going to happen because you're right. It's his hero moment. He's going to save the day. He might. You know, he might get out of it. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. There's no, re I don't think there's any reason for us to think right now that this is, you know, a suicide mission. Uh, I think it's still like, yeah, he's going to save the day. Maybe he's going to, you know, get hurt doing it or, you know, get sick doing it. But, uh, right. um, and yeah, the, you're right. The music is, is, uh, is faking us out in a way. And I suppose it's been a fake out all movie that this idea that there's the huge outrage before the movie came out, like, oh my God, you can't kill Spock. Well, they kill him in the first minute. Oh, that's okay then. And then again, you're giving him a hero's score as he goes into the machine because oh, of course he's going to be fine. It's Spock. Yeah, we'll go off, have another adventure next year and all that sort of stuff. It, it, it doesn't ever betray the, the powerful impact that's going to come. Right. right. Yep. Nicholas Meyer. I get, more, I am more and more impressed with him as we go along. Yes, yeah. I love Agreed. him. So, um, so can I nerd out for a second and just say how how does that door work? How is that supposed to keep radiation out? If that's the radiation room or the reactor room, and I've always wondered, like, what's the, I, <laughs> that was that was the next thing in my notes was because uh, we're going to see in a couple of minutes where McCoy mentions that he says you're going to flood the whole compartment and. Well, clearly Spock has already done that because there's no seal there. Yeah, I've always it's always bugged me. And it's like and it's like the door's open. Like at one point you, the door yeah, like Yeah, you could reach all the way in. Yes. <laughs> uh maybe maybe I, transparent I, aluminum the door, I don't know. Uh, Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So, I mean, I think it's supposed to work like a, you know, a revolving door in a hotel or something, but <laughs> Uh, it just looks like there's it, it, some points when it's spinning that the whole room is exposed to the engine room. Yes. I, yeah, I always thought that too. I was always like, what? Yeah. I do like the obligatory radiation sign too. Like as if sure. we didn't know the compartment was filled with radiation. 
But that's an uh, that's a brilliant Meyer touch that you, you see in twos and six. He loves a, a like a label, a something on the door. Isn't there something that says on the bridge, no smoking? And um, I think he, it's that kind of reality that before the motion picture, the Enterprise is a spaceship. In this, it's a spaceship where people work, and it's got those signs, radiations, warning signs. These things that you see them on the door in Star Trek Six. He loves a sticker. He loves something on the warning. Do not enter. <laughs> he loves a sticker i love that and it's one of the like that would probably be realistic you can imagine them doing like a health and safety inspection on the enterprise oh no you need to get something on that door you know radiation and all that sort of stuff you i see it on my work at the thing please pull don't push it's you know yeah. someone it's like I, I know how to open a door but you know in space they probably are just as stringent in the the 22nd set the 23rd century as they are uh, as they are now so uh, this this when I was when I was doing my research for this minute and, and you know, watching and taking my notes, um, I got goosebumps here with James Duhan's performance and of of him. He's got you know he he's he's laying down right, but he he but he looks up and realizes what Spock's doing. And yeah, his horrified reaction. He you know he gets himself up and we know how sick he is right. Uh, and then the camera angle changes and he's outside the chamber and is just the, his yell of Spock, get out of there is so yeah. visceral. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Like that's when I, that's when you know that, Oh my God, this is bad. Yeah. Wait a minute. This, this went from hero to, Oh my God, like Spock is gonna, Spock, Spock's gonna get it. Yeah. And it's something that it's, you don't ever really see it until in Star Trek at this kind of point historically, kind of that raw emotion that, you know, it's just someone just screaming like, you know, as if we would have, you know, you, you see it in kind of footage of, say, when there's been a terrorist attack or an explosion and people are just naturally screaming, get out of there, it's not safe, and all these different like, normal responses. In Star Trek, we're so used to them sometimes being kind of like, kind of, missionaries in space they're so calm they're always in control we never see them break or bend and in this to hear that you can hear it in that voice it's crackling it's tearing apart it's emotional it's it's horror um, and that's something that's very rare in star trek yeah it's horror agreed yeah. uh, um <laughs> the uh and you know now we cut they cut back in now and spock is starting to do his thing and do we do we ever know what he actually has to do what he's doing or what he has to do i'm guessing he's bypassing the mains isn't it yeah he's i i think because he opens the little i mean obviously getting ahead but he opens the thing and you know i i I would guess that's where the crystals are he must be realigning them or fixing it so that the mains can access the the antimatter and the matter can mix again or something yeah yeah i've always wondered because you know there's all sorts of you know he's looking up at Maybe a display up on the up on the you know, near the ceiling, and, and uh, it's again. This movie has so many. Um, uh, you know, we've talked about a procedural moments of you know how you leave a uh, you know the, the, how you leave space dock and and all these different things, and, and it, you know it makes me wonder like, all right, is he is he going through you know a sequence of steps that this is what you have to do to, to restart the engine? And, um, it's just it's fun to watch. There's he's not just standing there. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, the one thing we're going to lose in Star Trek and in, in kind of the deck is to come where it's all clicks of buttons, it's all pads and everything. Yeah. Like, now with people, you go through the door, you lift something up, something happens, you pull this, you look up there, you do that, you flick some switches. It's, it's real and it's, it's, it's awesome to see. 
Oh, there's one thing I never noticed as I'm scrubbing through that scene where he's in there is the rods, the lights on them. Actually, there's some of them are retracting. So he's clearly doing something in there, mm, yep. which I, which I never noticed before. That's yeah. What does that do? Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> um, the, uh, and I'm going to ask, ask a question. that's kind of morbid. Um, is it, is it too late for Spock already? Oh yeah, you'd imagine at the dose of radiation he's been exposed to, he's he's dead already. Yeah, that was that was my question. Like, oh, do you think he could? If he changes mind now, could he come out and still? Well, that's why Scotty doesn't run in after him. I mean, if he thought he could have saved him, he would have run in after him. But he doesn't. He's like, get out of there. Oh yeah, that's a good point. He could have run in and just drug him out, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go for the morbid answer, an even more morbid answer. He could come out. And he'd still be alive, but the ship would be destroyed in a, the minute or so anyway, and then he would be dead regardless. So he's dead either way. Man, Lee. <laughs> We're bringing everyone down on a, on a Friday, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, could, we get another cutaway to, uh, to uh, Enterprise now has made its turn and it's, it's moving away and... Um, Again, uh, well choreographed. It is. We all can tell that it is not moving fast enough because it looks like it's still. It looks like it hasn't even left yet. Yeah, it's just got kind of out the drive. Yeah, I mean, well, you can tell. Like again, those mains being offline, it's not moving very fast. It's just puttering along. Yeah. So, all right. Here's so let's 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 try and let me try and lighten the mood. Uh, but that, but that scene does look fantastic, though, yeah. with, the, with the lightning crackling and the way. You know, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, have, have both of you seen the, the movie A Christmas Story? Yes. Uh, Many times. I don't know. I don't think so. I, do, or I don't remember. Oh, then, then Lee, you need to give it another watch. I'll just recommend it right but it's uh kind of stable there's a there's a moment in that in that film when the christmas morning when the the kids are unwrapping all their stuff and there's the older brother the younger brother um and uh the older brother picks up a package uh the camera's just on him the older brother picks up a package and he's like oh this is for um uh, forget the kid's name ralphie uh and the the little kid the younger brother just pops into frame out of nowhere grabs the package and then disappears out of frame yes. <laughs> this shot here when they cut to kirk kind of popping into frame and he like throws himself at the console look at it looks at the display and then turns around and i always think of this scene of the little boy just jumping in grabbing his present <laughs> <laughs> that's actually i know exactly what you're talking about and actually that that is pretty funny <laughs> whoopee <a> zeppelin <laughs> uh anyway so that i i i i'm glad the minute ended here because it it's i'm getting i'm getting all stressed out watching this thing and i needed a little bit of a laugh so yes spend your weekend watching this christmas story yes it's, it's appropriate too yeah we're coming into the holidays right um, so that's where the minute ends. Uh, do you guys have any other notes for 93? No, I'm all, all good. All good. Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm stressed out. <laughs> stressed out. So Lee, before we let you go, uh, one of the things we've been asking our guests, uh, to do is to, uh, to rank the Star Trek movies for us. And, uh, Ooh, I think I've got a list on my phone. Let me get that up. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you just have handy all the time? I do. I, I have a letterboxed app and I've made it like a list of Star Trek movies. And being the nerd I am, I'm always rating films and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I should be able to load that up here. So, so it, while you're looking, did do did you rank all thirteen Star Trek movies? Of course, all thirteen. Yeah, definitely. Because um, yeah, like I don't buy into this idea that the um, the new movies are um, like reboots because obviously Spock Prime keeps it all kind of going along. So yeah, um, yeah, all thirteen are, are ranked, and as I say, that the top two are kind of interchangeable. Um, when you get to the kind of the top three, they're all like perfect movies as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. Um, down in 13, Star Trek The Final Frontier, funny story, they, when I first became a Star Trek fan when I was seven, I uh, was given this as my first ever Star Trek video. Yeah, I'm still a Star Trek fan two decades later, so it, it can't be all bad. <laughs> can't be all bad. <laughs> 12, Star Trek Insurrection. 11, The Motion Picture. 9, Star Trek Nemesis. 10, Generations. 8, The Search for Spock. Set, uh, seven Star Trek Beyond. I think that'll go up in time. Obviously, it's still new, and I need to kind of process it. Six um, Star Trek Into Darkness. Five Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Four Star Trek Two Thousand and Nine. Three First Contact. Two The Wrath of Khan, and number one The Undiscovered Country. Oh, number one Undiscovered Country. Oh, so, I love that film. So you liked Into Darkness more than Beyond? Well, I, I really, I think in Beyond is a better film than, um, like, it's, it's kind of more of a kind of personal list than a kind of objective list. Right. For me, like, Beyond is still something that's really fresh and I'm processing. I, I'm loving it more and more every time I've seen it. And I, I liked it opening night. But something like Into Darkness, I was lucky enough, like, a few years to go to go see Star Trek 09 and Into Darkness at the Royal Albert Hall in London, where Giacchino scored the movies live. So they had the film up on this big projector in the most beautiful venue. Oh, wow. And like they perform the music along and like people criticize into darkness and quite rightly because there's there's some serious flaws in there but there's some brilliant aspects and ideas to it um, and i think like seeing the movie in that environment where i always remember when the enterprise drops beneath the clouds and then comes back up and like the orchestra swelling and then like the crowd just spontaneously applauding and you know moments like when leonard leonard nimoy appeared on the the screen and just like this this whole you know twenty thousand people just like applauding him and um, it's just moments like that that kind of can improve a film and give you some kind of special memories and as i say i'm sure in a few years something like beyond will continue to kind of go up the the rankings and eclipse you know star trek into darkness but just now i've got that kind of more personal memories and investments and you know i've spoken about it and i've gone through it where star trek beyond still something that's fresh and exciting and i'm looking forward to it in a few years time when it, it settles when it's a star trek film you just go oh beyond i'll pick that off the shelf it's not just like oh this is the brand new movie i'm gonna sit and watch it i think it's it's a wonderful movie and um yeah i'm i'm, I'm loving these new kind of the new movies as a, a long-term mm. fan I'm, I'm well on board with them flaws and all <laughs> it does sound like an awesome experience oh it was incredible yes. absolutely yeah. stunning yeah that's fantastic uh, and yeah, I, I would agree. I, the the reboot films, I mean, they yeah they have their moments of, eh, but uh, I I love them. I, I think it's they, 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 oh no, I'm not saying yeah, I'm not saying Into Darkness was a horrible movie. I just uh, there's some things in it that just that frustrate me a little bit. Right, you wish they had done things differently. Oh, yeah. Yes, I think um, it's. 
I think up until the last like 20 minutes, it's a brilliant film. I love the idea that it's, it's a really condensed film in terms of time frame. Um, I think the idea of what they're kind of doing is brilliant. I think Cumberbatch, you know, I, I'm British and I naturally love the guy. He's an icon here. <laughs> Um, I think it just kind of falls a bit short in that last 15 minutes when the parallels between Wrath of Khan and um, Into Darkness are so strong with the death scene, the the Khan, and then it kind of descends in a bit of a slugfest. That's so frustrating, but there's so much kind of to enjoy. And I I really was annoyed at it opening night, but I've kind of grown into it after kind of talking about it on a bunch of different podcasts and watching it and the live experience that I I really enjoy. And I'm, I'm not, going to throw the whole movie under the the bus just because of some huge flaws when the majority of it is 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 really pretty awesome yeah yeah, yeah. i think you I, I think you've convinced me to go back and watch it again actually well I'm, I'm remembering the moments i think we've talked about we talked about it very little in this podcast which you think we would have done more but, well uh, i know for me i didn't want to I didn't want to compare because I feel like that's what we would end up doing is comparing this movie to that one. And I feel like that movie just does not compare to this one. It's yeah. a different movie entirely. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this movie disservice or that movie disservice mm-hmm. by trying to compare the two. Like I was in full denial mode, really going into, into darkness. Like obviously for like a year, it's like, Oh, it's can, it's can. It's like, it's not can look, he's wearing a Starfleet uniform. Why would can wear a Starfleet uniform? I was just willing to, n- nothing was going to convince me it was can. I was full denial mode. And then I remember just opening night back row in the middle and the IMAX had been at a double bill. And it was the moment where he's like, Oh no, he's going to say can, isn't he? And it's like, my name is can. And I just remember just being like, just this deflated noise coming up like, like my friends like i went to the triple bill of uh, star trek beyond a few months ago in the imax and my friends that are not trekkies they couldn't tell you you know anything about the whale movie or wrath of khan anything like that and star trek into darkness is their favorite of the trilogy that's you know it's like you go to oh it's your favorite oh it's definitely into darkness oh have you ever watched wrath of khan yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with this trilogy as it is. So, yeah, it, it certainly seems to have a, a big fan base of the non-fans. And then, you know, people say, oh, yeah, Into Darkness, uh, the fans don't like it. That, this is kind of true to a, a good extent, but there's a hell of a lot of non-fans that really like it. And is that necessarily a bad thing to have Star Trek have that kind of open club where there is a disagreement? Mm. It's kind of having the, the same kind of, you think, a nemesis when it came out that, it felt like just the fandom just naturally turned on it went, no, that's not very good. But to have a diverse bunch of opinions and to have a wide group of people watching the movie, you know, regardless of if it's splitting opinion can only be a good thing, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. can't hurt. You could always right. bring more, more folks into the fold. Uh, I know my wife is not the, the biggest Star Trek fan, uh, but she's a big Benedict fan and she saw, she saw Into Darkness and totally enjoyed it. So it was, it, it, it without, without her seeing Wrath of Khan, she could still enjoy, and she did enjoy It's Darkness, and thought it was a cool film, so you're right. Yeah, like my girlfriend thinks like the comparison scenes are actually brilliant. She goes, oh, that would happen. And you're like, oh, okay, kind of fair enough. <laughs> we saw uh, Benedict Cumberbatch perform Hamlet last year on stage, and like you don't like people say, oh, he's 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 not maybe a, a good representation of Khan, but like when you see this guy in the flesh, he is tall, he is built, he is like you're looking at him and you're in awe of him. You think, oh, he's just this kind of tall British guy. He is like well-oiled machine and stuff. He, you know, I, I could easily buy into him as this kind of superhuman. All right. Well, gentlemen, it's been a great week. Um, 
we really appreciate you having here and uh, it was a pleasure uh, yeah thank you um so yeah you want to let folks know i guess one last time where they can find you online yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Lee underscore Nostromo. You can find me at Star Trek VHS. You can find me on my own podcast, Filibuster, talking about geek culture. And you can find me on Trek FM discussing the next generation on the Earl Grey podcast. Excellent. So, yes, folks, please check them out. Um, and yeah, you can find us. It's Friday. You can uh, find us online at uh, on Twitter uh, as WOK Minute. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook at the Rathacon Minute Listener Federation. And uh, I'd like to ask you to go out to iTunes and uh, leave us a, a rating and review. Subscribe to the show. That would be great. Um, and we're going to be back here again on Monday with Minute 94 of Star Trek Two. here at the Rathacon Minute.